1: and Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. I know it seems like a strange combination, but that gives me a unique view of life and death. Death can be scary, I get that. That's why I'm doing this. I wanna help people explore life, death, and what it all means. We are born and we die. What we do in the middle is the space between. Michelle Brock is a New York City-based spiritual development life coach who specializes in past life regression. She is also an intuitive counselor, a psychic medium, a master hypnotist, and has studied spirituality, shamanism, meditation, divination, astrology, and energy medicine techniques for many different world traditions. A few weeks ago, I had the privilege of having Michelle on the show to talk about past life regression. And we also started talking about the topics of soulmates. Interestingly, this has become a topic that Michelle has spent a lot of time focusing on. So I wanted to bring her back to talk more about it. Welcome back, Michelle. Thank you for having me back. Thanks for being back. So we're going to dig in today and talk about soulmates. So can you tell me a little bit, first of all, kind of laying the groundwork about what is a soulmate? Okay. So... From the perspective
0: of being someone who's somewhat of a past life expert, um, I'm going to kind of focus on looking at soulmates through that lens because I think it's a term that gets kind of tossed around a lot, right? Um, There's kind of a romantic ideal, I think, people attach to the idea of soulmates. But from my experience uh, working with thousands of people doing passive regression, a soulmate can be anyone that you have known before, in a past life. So there are quite a lot of soulmates that we all have of different
1: types. So that's how I define a soulmate, someone you knew before. Okay. And so when you say of different types, what do you mean by that? Well, not all
0: soulmates are romantic, right? Um, Some people describe having a soulmate that's like your work wife or, you know, somebody who is... um, a sibling or a child, right? Um, anyone who has children can say that their children feel that there's a special connection you have, um, a specific grandmother that you were particularly close with, right? Um, so I divide soulmates into several different categories, but that's okay.
1: So we have our romantic soulmates, right? And what should that I might be getting, I'll let you finish this because I have so many questions. I'll let you finish the categories and then.
0: Well, the romantic soulmates are people who become our partners and spouses, right? Um, People we date are people we marry. Just because they're a romantic soulmate in this life doesn't mean they were necessarily a romantic soulmate in a past life. I've dated people before that I was their mother in a past life right, (laughs) which is complicated, Um, you know, (laughs) we we reincarnate in different forms in order to learn lessons about love, right, but we do tend to kind of have a few romantic partners that will remain romantic partners, and those have really strong connections romantically, Um, then we have what we call our soul family, Um, and some people call this their soul tribe, right, so these are people, like I said, siblings, friends, Mm -hmm. My very best friend, Jody. The very first time I met her was like ping pong. Like I knew her before, right? It was like I just we dug right in and and talked about really deep things, like almost instantly in, in and in a kind of a funny way. Um, and and she's a, a soulmate of mine. So these are the people kind of around us. Like I said, work coworkers, right? If you start a business with someone, that's a soulmate partnership, right? Um, and then. I have um, the, other car- the other category I call karmic soulmates. So these are a little bit trickier. And, and the term karma is also kind of tossed around a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. assume that it's some sort of punishment, that you did something bad in a past life, therefore karma is going to come back to get you. Karma, in my experience, is a little more about balance. Right. So, working things out with other people that maybe involved choices that were less than ideal, right? These tend to be those relationships that are like, I love you, I hate you, I can't live without you, or that one sibling that you like just love to hate and you just can't get along no matter what, right? Um, Parents, you know, sometimes we choose proximity, you know, to, to reincarnate in families with these karmic soulmates so that we have a chance to work things out with each other and make more loving and different choices, if that makes sense.
1: So the way that you think about soulmates is really sort of members of your tribe with whom you're working things through with. That's right. To continue to evolve your soul. That's right. There are
0: the, they're the, they're classmates in the school of life, right? And we learn lessons by doing, and we learn lessons about love by practicing
1: love with each other. So with your, so you called the person that you are in a romantic partnership with their love soulmate, I guess. Yeah, romantic soulmate. Romantic soulmate. Thank Mm you. So if you have multiple romantic soulmates or you date someone or you marry someone and divorce them, that doesn't necessarily mean the person wasn't your soulmate. Absolutely. It it just means maybe you have worked through that piece of business.
0: Yeah. And the lesson that you encountered that soulmate in order to learn has has been completed or done.
1: What Uh, if it hasn't been done? Like, what if you didn't get it and you can't? move towards love you're moving towards hate with that romantic soulmate
0: then you're gonna meet again in the next life and you're just gonna keep that person will keep coming back in different forms until you get it um i i've tra- i've tracked this with people during past life regressions you know where they'll, they'll find a soulmate that for example is reincarnated in this life as their husband well in a past life they were their dad and they still didn't weren't open with them and then You know, like before that, they were their brother, and then they were their neighbor. So it's like they keep getting closer and closer and closer and closer, right, (laughs) until it's the person you're sharing the bills in the bathroom with, and, you know, then you you can't ignore them, although some people still do. I think the fastest way to uh, make sure you meet someone again in the next life is to, you know, not allow that person to help you evolve in some way. Okay. So they just have to help
1: you evolve in some way.
0: You know, like I said, there are lessons about love, and sometimes those lessons are about self-love. Sometimes it's about letting go or walking away. Um, I've encountered that myself, um, and and I think that that's really common. I think that love, in a lot of ways, is easier than self-love, right? As beings, we reincarnate, you know, when we were, you know, in prehistoric times, right? We, We would kill somebody who jumped in our cave instead of sharing our food with them. You know, most of us have evolved past that, <laughs> in that we have learned compassion, charity, love, you know, outside of our family, to our community, to others. It seems that self-love is a little bit of a higher love in mm. that it seems to be a lesson that you're presented with near, you know, once you've reincarnated, like quite a few times and you're evolved. So um, it's it's tricky to navigate. I always tell people that the I think the most difficult part about being human is <laughs> our interpersonal relationships, right? We can go like just meditate on a mountaintop all day by ourselves. It would be right,
1: <laughs> right. but then you're missing what this is all about, right? Which yeah. is connection and evolving and being just really, I mean, ultimately connected to the people around you, which is what it's all about, right? What's I mean,
0: everybody. And every single interchange that we have with people is meaningful and can have root in karma in a past life, right? The waitress that spills coffee on your lap and you told her it was fine instead of yelling at her, that could have been some sort of karmic interaction. And if it isn't, it could be a future karmic interaction, right, if you say something horrible to someone and, and, and make them feel terrible, they might reincarnate in the next life as your neighbor or your sister or your friend, right? Um, so we are kind of helping each other home, so to speak, um, as far as our, our interactions with each other.
1: They're all they're all meaningful. Okay. So you have your soulmate, your romantic soulmate, and then you also have everybody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, what you what you mentioned before, just because you're divorced from someone doesn't mean it wasn't your soulmate. It's not only possible to be divorced from your soulmate, it's probable. You married them for a reason, you had a connection. Um, I get people all the time that come and want to do a passive regression because they they just need to know, is my husband my soulmate? Well, yeah, he is (laughs) because you married him, right? Um, He's in there somewhere. Um, And I do tell people to try to kind of love the soulmate in front of you rather than chasing some standard or ideal, Right. That's the practice. That's like more like a conscious relationship practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's important not to glamorize the soulmate thing too. You know, being in a soulmate relationship is actually hard. And the the higher level soulmate, meaning the n- number of times you've reincarnated together, the the more of a powerful mirror that person is to you,
1: right? Which is why it's, harder Work right, the more they're showing you the parts of yourself that you don't necessarily want to see, correct? And that's probably are like, oh, want I
0: want to meet my soulmate. Well, not all of them really do because <laughs> the soulmate is going to call you out on all of your stuff, right? Um, so, yeah, we, 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 there are a lot of different people that we encounter, and, it, and it's incredible to me how even people that were born on the other side of the world from each other somehow meet. They have that faded event where they cross paths again and, you know, have a choice to either engage and be in a relationship, particularly with romantic soulmates. A connection is not a relationship, right? You can have a connection with someone. I've had really, really powerful connections with people that I've actually tracked to specific past life stories that didn't want to be in a relationship with me. Okay right? It's a different thing to show up and be in a relationship with a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's that's a little bit of my take on the romantic soulmates. You know, we, we, we can marry people who've been our sibling in a past life.
1: So there is no one romantic soulmate for us. I think that's another false belief that people have, right? Like they have met, have they met the one? Right. And I think, you know, I'll never forget going to a conference with John Gottman, who is one of the researchers in in marriage and I mean he's one of the foremost researchers in marriage therapy. And he was talking about, you know, when you meet John and you have a relationship with John, you're gonna have one set of issues. And if you marry Tom or, you know, Susie or whoever it is, you're gonna have another set of issues. And it sounds like that could just be your whomever you're with is what soul lessons you're working
2: on learning at that, in that particular time. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello?
1: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
0: And like I said, this is this is you know difficult and and you know fraught with ambiguity, right? Like how how to know when to ev- you've evolved past a relationship to go or to stay you know um, my dad always said, um, "Choose your love and love your choice right um, which is kind of like an old school you know uh, thought nowadays that, that the divorce rate is so high, but that is it's it's the work of relationships right and to me, a soulmate relationship has served its purpose when that person is no longer willing to evolve and grow in the same direction as you. That's the practice, right? So because we're, we're not stagnant, we're, we're here, we're learning, we're constantly learning and growing and adding new tools, um, new spiritual um, openings and awakenings, right? So the spouse that you met when you were 20, you know, by the time you're 38 you kind of have to check in like hey are we still on the same page are we still growing in the same direction Mm -hmm. and I do believe that we as human beings are evolving at a little bit of a faster rate for a few reasons some of which involve like technology um, some of which involve, you know, kind of a, a new era on planet Earth that we seem to be creating, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I think the divorce rate is so high, because I think that more people are outgrowing relationships in, in one incarnation, right? Whereas 150 years ago, We didn't live sponsors, as long either. Right? Yeah, they'd be like, this is your spouse for this existence, and that's right. your one chance to learn and grow from this person in a romantic context. So, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's complicated, but, you know, soulmates are real. These people have these passive regressions and recognize and see other people that they knew before in a past life. I mean, this is real life romance, right? That
1: meeting where, wow, I feel familiar. Um, And is that that how you know, like the instant familiarity or can that grow over time where it just feels like you meet someone? there maybe is a chemistry there. But then the more time you spend with them, the more familiar it feels based on a past life. Can that ever happen? Because I think that people want an instantaneous spark and knowing. Right. But it depends. I think it depends on
0: how open people are. I, I think what the first scenario you described is probably more common, right? We're not walking around like you know, psychically open, like, are you from a passive? Are you from a passive? It's kind of like, it might catch you off guard, like, hmm, this person's nice, there's something about them. And then over time, we open our heart more and our minds and kind of open ourselves to a more kind of psychic or intuitive connection, right? Most of us don't intuitively connect to people right away. Right. Um, Right. I I, I don't recommend it to people, especially if you live in like an urban area, (laughs) kind of like, hello, 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 taking on too much. Right. So most of us are, are protecting, you know, that part of us. Um, Some people do describe though, that it's like a magical moment, you know, and I'm divorced. um, but when I met my ex-husband, I felt like there was like a little tiny violin like playing in my ear and like a spotlight. He walked into a crowded restaurant, a spotlight was just on him. And it was like that moment, like, who is this person? And we were at a dinner and people were making fun of us because it was like, you know, every, we finished each other's sentences, right? Um, we were meant to meet, but we weren't meant to spend a lifetime together, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So people right. do describe these moments, right? Like, Wow. This person, it just blow, It blows me away. It's mm-hmm. to make you
1: pay attention, right? I knew that that was an important person, but I think the but there doesn't always need to be those moments. I think is the mm-hmm. other side of that because otherwise you have people who are just cycling through because they don't have that spotlight shining. The spotlight Absolutely. thing that I described, I think,
0: is actually more typical of a karmic soulmate relationship, right? And the the analogy I like to make, you know, like in in the ocean, the like brightly colored fish is the poison one, <laughs> right? These relationships that are literally like sticky, sticky, right? There's you know, that, that push pull, and you can't you can't stop thinking about them. Those are generally karmic ones, whereas. More evolved relationships are a little bit more peaceful. It's kind of like, hmm, this person's nice. Okay, you know, it, it doesn't have the the symbols crashing, you know, like most of the karmic relationships do. I always tell people if you if you feel that symbols crashing like light bulb moment, take a step back and give it a couple weeks. Right? <laughs> don't don't jump into anything because that's generally your guide's telling you like, yes, it's important. This is an important person, but it it
1: has something kind of more to it a a deeper life lesson and can we talk a little bit about friend soulmates Mm -hmm. and what what that's like because i'm assuming they can have the same qualities or sibling yeah soulmates you know i
0: think that some of the relationships that we have that are soulmate relationships people that we reincarnate with and we decided before we were born. With these like soul tribe people, like, hey, you know what? You're going to be born, um, or, and a, a couple of years before me, and we're going to meet when we're 25, and you know, we're really going to hit it off, and you're going to help me through some rough years of my life, right? That kind of thing. These are our soul contracts. Some people reincarnate with us just to give us support, love, you know, a, a peaceful relationship, right? It's like some of them are are more complicated. My my best friend, the one that I described, she's such a, a pillar, such a rock to me. And we have, uh, you know, similar backgrounds where we, she's just a gift. That's the only way I can call it. And mm-hmm. sometimes we just get those, right? Um, some of us get to have the gift that ends up being the spouse, right? <laughs> Maybe my next husband. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, but some of them are a little more complicated, right? And, and things that involve lessons, and does that
1: have to do with your soul's evolution? I think last time we touched a little on old souls and growth and like are the relationships that are more intense for lack of a better word. I mean, I guess what to your point it's about karmic balancing. So it's not bad or good, it's just what you need to what your soul needs to help you grow.
0: Right. And, and some of these challenging relationships will propel you forward, right? So you know, I have a, I have an ex that, you know, just was, it was a brutal relationship. It was when it ended, I was <laughs> relieved. But looking back on it, I can see that I took a giant leap in my life, in my career you know, based on the strength that I gained from getting through that relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like propelling you forward. And I'm grateful to that person now, right? Because look at, well, look at how far I've come. Um, when you're in the middle of it, in the thick of the weeds, though, and, and you know, you're, you're working through um, difficult stuff, it, it, it doesn't always feel like that. So hindsight always brings clarity, in my opinion.
1: But if the hindsight doesn't bring clarity... Does that mean that maybe you still haven't quite gotten why that person might have been in your life? Like, I think that people kind of can hang on to that anger. Mm -hmm. They can't let it go. These energy ties can be
0: profound. And like I said, the way that you can make sure that you reincarnate and have to deal with the person again is to not sever that and to let it go. Right. People hold on to resentment, anger. Um, I know a woman who's been divorced from her husband for 30 years and she's still like, every time you bring him up, she's just bitter. She's angry. You know, it's like, okay, well, you're going to be his daughter in the next life or (laughs) whatever it is. Right. Um, so, you know, the practice is yes, to to show love, but then also to show self-love, and let go and not drain your energy unnecessarily on these connections.
1: I love that self-love piece of things because I think in relationships, that's so important. And it 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 sounds a little bit cliche. I think everybody is kind of talking about self-love right now. And it's so important to yeah. love yourself. But the reality is they're talking about it because it is. And in relationships, I think that can get really confusing for people.
0: Yeah, it can. And I think you're right. It it is something that a lot of people are talking about. And I think that that's because that's where we are collectively as a a society, right? We're all evolving and growing. And it's kind of like something that like most of us are, myself included, working on, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is like what is um, giving in a relationship, you know, versus receiving, um, and it does a lot of times too, some of us are raised to think, you know, in order to get love, we have to give people X, Y, Z, right? right. There's a selflessness to it. Right. And, and even, you know, attaching like spirituality to that too, like it's, it's spiritual to be giving. It is. Yes but it's also spiritual to take care of yourself. So I think a lot of us are kind of unraveling some of the social conditioning. Um, But yeah, the the best practice for this is in the context of a relationship. And the most intense of those are the romantic relationships, that one-on-one partnership. But, you know, people tell me all the time, they're like, you know, what kind of like book can I read or workshop or course I can take that'll really help me be a better person? Being in a conscious marriage—it's <laughs> the best way to be a better person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming a parent—you know, being being a, a, a better sibling or a friend, right? This is how we do this kind of work about love and, and bettering ourselves. You don't need to go, you know, chant and meditate on a mountain in order to do this. We do this with with our our conscious relationships with the
1: people, the soulmates that show up, and we engage with. Right. And we, I mean, I think part of why I love this right now is because it really kind of goes back to therapy, right? And and really taking the time to look at yourself. Yeah. To let someone hold the mirror up to you, which a, a partner will do, a child I mean, I might argue a child could do that better than anybody. Is that yeah. they really hold those mirrors up to us and yes. force us to look at where our if, if we're conscious forces to forces us to look at where our vulnerabilities are, Absolutely. where our unresolved issues are, because that's what buttons they push that trigger us. Um, but that there, there's no. I think people, to your point, want kind of a. a fast way to get around this. And there is no fast way to get around it. You have to be willing to look at yourself and do the work. Yeah. I mean, intimacy is hard. Vulnerability
0: is hard. Mm -hmm. And a soulmate who you've reincarnated with a bunch of times in a past life will see right through all of your crap right away. There's no hiding, right? Um, we, we put on these masks, right? Like, you know. I know somebody who is a friend of my parents, like she sleeps with makeup on because she wants to wake up and look pretty to her husband. It's like, really? Like, <laughs> you know, she wants to present herself in that that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of us are guilty of that on like on like certain levels, right? Like wanting to always show the best of ourselves, but to show the the worst part, you know, the you on a bad day, your fears, your demons, all of that stuff. This is what a soulmate will bring out in you, which is not easy <laughs> for better for worse, right? I guess, for oh, worse, no. that's right. That's right. I have a I have a client I've worked with for a really long time who, you know, her husband is in all of her past life regressions, all of them. And this couple, they're a powerhouse, but they fight like crazy. They like trigger each other so much, and they're. They're happy. Their their fights are, are, are productive, but nobody can like trigger her faster than him and, and, and she with him. And I'm like watching them kind of like, okay, this is because they just know each other so well, but they're both entrepreneurs. They're parents. They're, they're really, really powerful. They get more work done together and it's because they are so in sync. But at the same time, that Relationship dynamic can be really difficult. People are always like, "Oh, I want to meet my soulmate." <laughs> it's a lot of work, right?
1: <laughs> right. So the, the I think the thought is, if you meet your soulmate, it's just easy, right? right. And really, it should. The be. opposite it is true. Be, right. It should really be the reflection and the opportunity to look at yourself. So your so your soulmate should really be there to help your soul grow. That's right. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm looking at, I, so I wrote a list of questions. Obviously, I always send questions to my guests beforehand and I'm looking at them and I'm like, all right, none of these actually applied because I think I had a preconceived notion hmm. about what it meant to have a soulmate. Right. And I think that this has really opened my eyes to how every interaction is a soulmate interaction in some way. That's exactly right. You know, like I said, and, and people people
0: glamorize it and, and Hollywoodize it, right? Like it's like this magical person from a past life. Those do exist, you know, and, and and you know, being a past life expert, part of the reason why I haven't gotten remarried yet is I'm not settling. That doesn't mean there's a one, right? There mm-hmm. are several. And the idea is that to focus on your own self and your own growth. And to do the things that you love. Your soulmate doesn't know your body. Your soulmate knows your soul. So when you're authentically yourself and you're living your soul's purpose and you're in alignment with what brings your soul joy, your
1: soulmate will meet you on that path because they have a a similar path, if that makes sense. When you say meet you, it doesn't mean do what you're doing. It could just mean support what you're doing so you can grow, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of,
0: you know, kind of evolved level soulmates do have work that is They The idea is not to be the same as someone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of like psychiatrist surgeon, <laughs> right? You know, like I see um, people that are in, in, in media, one's a writer and one's a cameraman, you know, like right. that kind of thing where they're, they're in, director. In, oh, director, right. Exactly. The, 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 the balance, the yin and the yang, you know, the dark and the light, the, the, the idea that no one can complete you, right? You're a complete and whole person all on your own. And that's actually the beautiful part. People misinterpret the yin and yang sign. They think it means, you know, to complete someone. Each of those sides are complete all on their own. So they complement each other. You know, especially when, you know, and, and and this is not just about work that you do. It's also about your your purpose. Um, sometimes that purpose involves having a family. Um, you know, just who you are in the world. Um, we meet our soulmates for a a reason, right? And that reason involves helping us, you know, express what our soul was meant to express in the best way possible
1: in this lifetime. I'm going to leave it at that, because that was (laughs) a great way to end this. I love it. Thank you. Thank you again. Now I'm like, okay, what can I bring her on to talk about next? Because I love talking to you. Anytime. (laughs)
0: Love it.
1: Well, this was very eye-opening, certainly for me. because I've never really thought about it much or expl- I mean I've thought about the concept of soul tribe and I've thrown around soul mate but not to really kind of embrace it and understand it. so thank you for opening my eyes to what it's really all about and I'm going to go out into the world today and look at everything differently yet again I used <laughs> like said be, be be excellent to each other, right like exactly about love <laughs> right. Always, right? That's what it all comes back to.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much, Michelle. And and let my um, guests know because you do you do some workshops if people are in New York. Yeah, do some and workshops. I, I will be coming to some other
0: cities too. So the best way is to visit my website and sign up for my email um, newsletter. I'll be sending out um, you know different workshops that I do and
1: I do private sessions. Um, it's Michelle with two L's dash Brock, dot com. Okay. And that will be in my show notes as well. So Thanks. thank you again for your time. You too. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Curious about what comes next and what it all means? You can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to podcasts and find life, death, and the space between and hit subscribe. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. Ask me any questions you might have. Let me know what else you'd love to hear about or just share your story. I can't wait to hear from you.